Welcome to another episode of the Dave Stockbridge Podcast. The sun is shining, the birds are singing. It's Dave from Real, and thanks so much for joining me on the podcast once again, where every day I hope to bring you helpful hints and tips that I hope helps you make and save tens of thousands of dollars, regardless of if you're buying your first home or seeking to build upon your portfolio, or maybe you're a real estate agent looking for some great ideas that you can apply to the betterment of yourself and your clients. Well, I hope you found a home here on the podcast, and if you have... Hit away on that subscribe button and make sure that you're receiving new episodes as they become available. And today I'm talking about Josh Frydenberg's hopes of a housing-led recovery, but more importantly, why he is wrong. Our treasurer wants for Australians to be the most indebted in the world and with no end in sight. The Josh Frydenberg model for economic growth seems to be higher property prices. You see, Governments hate recessions on their watch, especially when they've been in power for a while and there's no one else to blame. Gross domestic product increases are what soothes the soul of a treasurer and increases the chances of him becoming PM one day as well. So Josh Frydenberg has hit on a new formula for economic prosperity, GDP via property value increases. You see, a 10% increase in property value roughly translates to half a percent increase in GDP. In between 2012 and 2017, property values in Australia increased by approximately 50%. So it's no wonder that against the grain, Australia avoided recession at a time when most developed nations were being enveloped in a quagmire that we call, in retrospect, the GFC. So was Kevin Rudd, Prime Minister at the time, his $24,000 first home buy grant, a masterstroke that underpinned values and set up conditions for unprecedented increases in property pricing. Well, this gave homeowners equity that provided confidence that led to economic stability. Naturally, any marketplace is fundamentally driven by supply and demand. So to make sure supply was sustained, the Liberal government, when it came their turn, increased migration into Australia to unprecedented levels. Last time there were this many people living in Australia born elsewhere was when Australia was a colony. Yes, you'd have to go to pre-Federation, pre-1900 to find a time when more residents of Australia were born elsewhere than now. In 1997, roughly 67,100 people made their way to our fair shores to make a life for themselves. Now contrast that to over 1.1 million people that migrated to Australia over the last six years alone. This extraordinary increase in our migration should have corresponded to an economic boom. Instead, it led to the average property in Sydney rising from 600,000 to roughly a million dollars between 2012 and 17. And dramatic increases across the country were experienced at the same time, whilst the economy had remained largely static. Uh, In fact, it's nervously approached since then a per capita recession over recent quarters. So the Federal Treasurer's plans for a housing-led recovery mean more migration. And although Australians reward governments that have a competent uh, economic management record with re-election, 
the electorate are also less enamoured with high levels of immigration than they've ever been before. The Lowy Institute, for instance, revealed recently in a poll that 54% of adult Australians are not in favour of high levels of migration, with only 14% feeling Australia needs more people. Although just Frydenberg may be keen uh, to arrest uh, any stumbling of our economy with more migration and to stoke the embers of our economy once again with more people in order to sustain supply to our what is already a very competitive real estate market. What does that mean for homeowners or home buyers entering the market and for the generations to follow? Well, very simply, the short answer is more debt. Australians are already amongst the most indebted in the world, and with the government hedging its re-election strategy on a housing-led recovery, those everyday Australians that are yet to enter the market will be laden with amongst the highest individual debt levels mankind has ever known. Is more migration and more debt what the electorate want? I maintain that the Treasurer has miscalculated the sentiment of the electorate. That is cool, actually calling for lower property prices and less migration, not higher property values and more migration. Contrary to what voters want, Josh Frydenberg seems intent on delivering whatever he needs to in order to avoid being the first Treasurer since Keating to preside over a recession. And unfortunately for him, it appears by delivering what he needs to politically, he will have to ignore the will of the majority to do so. The next three years will be very telling, but I fear high property prices will save the Liberal government at the next election, but it's likely to alienate their core constituency in the years to come. So there you have it. Short-term political gain, a re-election in three years, uh, or do we see structural change to our economy? one that moves to innovation and has become and that becomes less reliant on property values in order to sustain and increase its GDP. There was a time 25, 30 years ago where we talked about being the smart country. There was a time before that when we called ourselves the lucky country. My fear is that we've run out of luck and we don't have the smarts that we need, definitely in the political sphere, that we need in order to make the reforms necessary to have sustainable economic growth that's based on productivity and not property values. They are not one and the same thing. An increase in property values does mean that homeowners may have greater confidence. It may mean that they can borrow against their property in order to make improvements to it, or to buy an extra car, or to go on a holiday, or to extend an overdraft, and to go into business. Yes, it means all of those things, but it also translates into more debt. Now, Australians don't love debt. It's just something that we're burdened with as a result of what has occurred over the last 15 to 20 years with property values. And we only have to go back 20 years ago to find property values at normal levels, at sustainable levels, that was, uh, that was reliable and that gave everyday Australians an opportunity to secure a property that they could move into and call their own for years to come without having to experience mortgage duress and financial pressures just to sustain themselves in a home of their own. I doubt we'll ever see those times again, and certainly not with Josh Frydenberg in the Treasurer's seat. 
But I'm Dave from Real. I hope this gives you an insight as to what's been going on over recent times and why it is that our property values seem to have continued to skyrocket whilst home affordability falls by the wayside. Well, you know why home affordability is falling by the wayside? It's because it's not actually what the government wants for you. They want higher property values, more debt, because it's good for them politically. And Dave from Real, I'm interested to see if you disagree with me on this. This is a contentious, a contentious point and one that I hope to discuss with you further in the future. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, hit the subscribe button and uh, make sure that you're receiving all future episodes as they become available. You can catch us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all of the platforms that you enjoy uh, consuming your content on. And if you do miss out on any, don't hesitate to jump onto my Facebook page, keep up to date with all things going on in local real estate. And in the meantime, I'll look forward to bringing you more tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in again to this episode of the Dave Sovereign Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook or subscribe to us on iTunes and we look forward to bringing you more next week.